Scott Jennings, and today we're talking about job costing equipment boosts your bottom line on paper. Executive summary. Whether in a bidding situation or in a change order negotiation, there's a way to boost your profit on paper by not job costing your equipment. Let's talk depreciation. The scenario. When you're bidding a job, you've got to include cost for labor and equipment, right? So many guys to build the job, so much equipment. Uh, that's pretty obvious. So most times when we estimate the cost of equipment uh, in a project, it's on an hourly basis. piece of equipment costs me X dollars an hour. I'm working so many hours on the job. Uh, that's how much money it costs. So let's say that we've got you know a crane is $200 an hour. I've got it in for 1,760 hours. So that's, you know say, 10 months, right? 10 months at 176 hours, 176 hours per month. So $200 an hour, that's 1,760 hours, that's 10 months, that comes out to $352,000 in my bid for the cost of this crane. So what happens when you get to site and you move into a site, there's another contractor who's moving out of the site. He just finished his job on phase one, you won the project for phase two, and here's a contractor out there right now who says, I don't really want to demob my crane, I'm kind of done with it. Uh, hey, new contractor coming into the site, would you like to buy it? So you look at your budget, you've got $352,000 of crane budget in the bid, and let's say he sells you the crane for 300000 bucks. You think, oh man, that's great, I had $352,000 in my budget, I just bought this crane for 300000 bucks. I put $52,000 at the bottom line, rah, rah me. Well, your profit is actually more on paper. And before we get into that, I'll just tell you, you know, I'll say it again later, but make sure you talk to your accountant about this. The concept I'm going through here, I want you to understand the concept at least, but know that there's a lot of other impl implications. It's, it's not quite as simple as I'm making it out to be, obviously, but at least grasp the concept and talk to your accountant about it. Make for a good conversation. So here we go again. The controllers move. So in the case of our crane purchase, let's, let's look at the purchase. So crane budget in my bid, $352,000. I bought a crane from the guy who was already out on site. That was $300,000. Well, great. Three hundred fifty-two in the budget. Three hundred dollars I just bought it for. I made $52,000. That's what you're thinking as an engineer, but your controller, he or she's not going to let you do that. This is a fixed asset. This is a large crane or whatever, an excavator, even a pickup truck. So your controller is going to be insisting on uh, taking this fixed asset you just bought and putting it into a depreciation schedule and then uh, depending on how the depreciation is done in your company, I won't get any further into it, there's only going, only going to be a partial charge for it because you own it. Your CPA is obligated, assuming you're bonded, your CPA is obligated to follow the accounting rules established by GAAP, G-A-A-P, GAAP, Generally Accepted Accounting Principles. So if you bond your work, your accountant in the office, and definitely your certified public accountant who's uh, providing financials to your, your bonding company in the bank, they're definitely using GAAP. So where's the increased profit? What do you mean? Okay, so your controller is going to consult GAAP on how to actually depreciate this piece of gear. So in GAAP, we're going to have to find out. Uh, we're going to have to make a determination. Your controller is on the asset lifetime and then what the depreciation method is going to be. So let's say that this crane is estimated to last four years, and the method of depreciation is the straight-line method because there's multiple methods to do it. So for ease of math, we choose the straight-line method, and we assume four years. So it's going to follow that the cost of your equipment divided by four years, so $300,000 is what you paid for it. It's got a lifetime of four years. That's $75,000 a year 
that your accountant or your controller has calculated on the depreciation. So say the duration of your project is one year. So the cost to your project is going to be $300,000 I bought it for. I'm only using it for one of the four years. I only incur $75,000 because I used it for one year. $75,000 a year, year one, year two, year three, year four, that's $300,000. So you can see here now that you've massively boosted your profit. What was the crane budget in my bid? $352,000. What did my controller say it was going to cost me to purchase this crane? $75,000. $277,000 savings on budget or profit. So you thought you made the company $52,000, but you really made the company $277,000 on paper. Careful. 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 These numbers sound great, but be careful. There's much more to equipment costs than what's laid out in this exercise. Don't forget, you still have to expense those other three years. So it sounds great. You use the crane out there for a year, but that crane's going to sit there for three more years and never be used, maybe. Your controller's coming back on years two, three, and four and wanting to put $75,000 of expense somewhere. So you're going to have maintenance costs because now you own the gear. You're not renting it where the maintenance is covered by the rental house. Uh, there are also tax implications. So don't be blindly using this approach when you're a company. Have an intelligent conversation with your accountant. It'll be a good one. You should learn more about this. My story. This is a great method of increasing profit in the budget confirmation process. When you're conforming the budget and you have uh, a large amount of money in there for equipment, perhaps you can do a buyout. So real life example, I, I had a job at a four or five million dollar mass excavation job and we had about $900,000 in there for equipment. And I realized that most of the equipment in the budget was everyday type equipment, a loader, a dozer, an excavator. So I went down to the Caterpillar store and I bought out these three key pieces of equipment that comprised most of the budget that I had in there for actual equipment on the job. And similar to the example above, I paid near the amount of my budget for the equipment, you know, to Caterpillar Company, but the cost of my job was only a fraction of the purchase price using, again, just the basic math that you see, you know, up above. So this also has to do with loans and other things, but I really just want you to come away with the concept of how money is working across your financial reports uh, so that you can boost your bonding, understand how the, um, the cash flow works in your company, understand debt servicing, things like that. But this is a really good lesson. Uh, you as an owner should be wary of that when contractors are trying to charge you the full cost of a piece of equipment on one job. You mandate something, they go out and buy a piece of equipment, they want to charge it off to you for various reasons that's not good uh, on the owner side to accept a price like that. And on the contractor side, you should know that you, know, you can affect your profitability by being smart about um, you know, using gap and, and what is there for an appreciation. So that was a good day for me. Um, and actually moving those dollars around, we were able to use the equipment on, on jobs after that. So that was great. Hope this was helpful. Work safe.